Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Welcome back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at LA Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Hey everybody, Mark from Rams Up. Going to get into our Rams-Colts preview. I also have my week four power rankings, a shakeup in the top 10, and a couple of notes. Tom Quartz is going to come back with a crossover episode, sitting down with a Colts podcaster to preview this game as well. That'll be coming up in a day or two. Before I get started on the preview, followed by the power rankings, I saw that Les Snead and Sean McVay pre-draft compared Puka Nakua to who else? None other than Debo Samuel, calling him the Debo Samuel of the Mountain West. How BYU like to get the ball to him out there on those bubble screens and let him run over people. I thought that was kind of interesting. I never would have guessed that was the comparison they were going to go with. Hey, maybe we'll be seeing Puka used in a lot of different ways before this season is over. So let's get right into this preview. Now, I did a season preview for the Colts a while back. Going to be more specific about what this Colts team will offer the Rams in this particular game. But rehashing some old stuff. Game history, the Colts two up on the Rams. 23 wins, 21 losses, and two ties. The Rams, however, have won three straight. The last time they played, week two of the 2021 season, Rams 27, Colts 24. Rams getting an early win on their way to the Super Bowl. The Colts took a 21-17 lead early in the fourth quarter, and that was on that weird play. Nick Scott making an alignment adjustment on a punt. The ball glances off of him, and the Colts recover for a touchdown. But the Rams rallied. Cooper Cup got a second TD of the game a few minutes later, and the Rams hung on. Jalen Ramsey getting a late interception. Any games that should be mentioned? Well, a lot of you are probably too young to remember this, but these two teams had quite a rivalry back in the old Coastal Division. Two of the better teams, the 49ers, were pretty much irrelevant for a decade plus, but the Colts and Rams went at it. Johnny Unitas versus Roman Gabriel. In 1967, they played to a 24-24 tie. No, I wasn't there, and I don't remember it. Both teams went 11-1-2. and 
In that game, Johnny Unitas, 206 yards and one TD. Roman Gabriel, 256 yards and three TDs. Those were impressive numbers for that era. Jack Snow had an 80-yard TD catch. In this game, Colts are favored by one, which sounds about right. They're coming off a big win against the Ravens, and the Rams kind of looked a little shaken last week against the Bengals. Game will be indoors, so weather will not be a factor. A quick look at the Colts' 2022 season. They started out 3-5-1. Frank Reich got fired. Jeff Saturday took over. And remember, that was highly criticized. The guy had no coaching experience. He goes 1-7, so they finish 4-12-1, third place in the fairly awful AFC South. On December 17th, the Colts were defeated by the Minnesota Vikings in a game that was notable for being the biggest blown lead in NFL history. They were up 33 to nothing at halftime. They lose in overtime 39 to 36. Now that game I remember. Last year their offense was, I'd characterize it as balanced mediocrity. I remember Jonathan Taylor got hurt and Carson Wentz was the quarterback for the most part. So they were kind of unsettled on offense the whole year. Pretty much the same deal on defense. Taylor did play in 11 games, rush for 800 plus yards. Pittman 99 catches for 925 yards and four TDs. Zaire Jackson led the team with 166 combined tackles. Their new coach, Shane Steichen, he's the offensive coordinator that came over from the Eagles. Reggie Wayne is their wide receivers coach. Who left? Well, Matt Ryan, linebacker Bobby Okariki left for the Giants. Paris Campbell, their number two receiver, also left for the Giants. And Rodney McLeod, the ex-Ram, is now with the Browns. They had 12 picks in the draft. The notable selections, pick number four overall, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. We'll talk about him more in a minute. And a cornerback I really liked, a big cornerback out of Kansas State, Julius Brents, in the second round. And they also drafted Eda Tomiwa Adebaware, the defensive tackle out of Northwestern, who was getting really pumped up before the draft. He was expected to go earlier than that, so they got really good value there. Free agent signings, well, two ex-Rams, Samson Ebucom and Matt Gay, who kicked four 50-plus yard field goals last week. First kicker in NFL history to accomplish that. And Gardner Minshew, one of the best backup quarterbacks, kind of a fireman-type quarterback, comes in in emergency situations and usually does a spot-on job like he did last week, helping them beat the Ravens. When you think about the Indianapolis Colts, you really should be thinking about one thing, their offensive line, one of the best in the league, Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson among them. Really good offensive line. Now, last time they played the Rams, if I remember correctly, Quentin Nelson was banged up and Aaron Donald, everyone was looking forward to that matchup and Donald got the better of him. But as I said, Nelson was not 100%. So they're going to be a big challenge for Aaron Donald in this defensive line. Defensively, DeForest Buckner and Shaquille Leonard, two very good players. Buckner, the ex-49er. Now, something to watch in this game. Ryan Kelly and Anthony Richardson both coming back from injury. Richardson is in the concussion protocol. It's a big deal if he can't go. But Gardner Minshew, you know, I'm not sure who I'd rather face. Richardson presents a completely different challenge, a threat to run the ball, 
but he was considered highly inaccurate in college or mixed feelings on if his game was going to translate to the NFL, but so far it's working, although he did miss last week after leaving the week two game, giving way to Minchu after taking a shot to the head. So they come in two and one. They opened up with that loss to Jacksonville. Then they beat the Texans as expected and then beat the Ravens in overtime 22 to 19. What are the fearsome four keys to this game? What do the Rams have to do to secure a win? Well, fearsome key number one, based on what we saw last week, hey, we need to finish in the red zone, Sean, and we need to do things a little bit differently, I think. Really poor performance last week. Rams got to get that squared away. They cannot settle for field goals on the road in Indianapolis. Fearsome key number two, Hey, Anthony Richardson's probably going to play. He's trending in that direction, and he's very talented. He's a big challenge for this Rams defense. But the way the Rams play, forcing long drives that bend don't break, hopefully they can force a couple of rookie mistakes and take advantage of them. Rams have been kind of snake-bitten on the turnover front. Matthew Stafford's tipped balls getting grabbed by defenders, and then... The same hasn't been happening for the Rams' defense, though, so maybe this is the game things even out. Anthony Richardson presses against this style of defense, makes a mistake. Kobe Durant, Darion Kendrick, one of these safeties, makes them pay for it, go a long way to putting the Rams back in the win column. Here's some key number three. How about some balance on offense? We can't continue doing this, Sean. Let's get the run game going. Let's get Ronnie Rivers some carries. If you're worried about handing the ball off to Kyron Williams 22 times, how about 14 carries for Kyron, seven for Ronnie Rivers? Let's get more balanced. And that's going to help this offensive line. It's going to help Matthew Stafford. And fearsome key number four, you know, this Colts wide receiver group is good, but I'm not really that concerned about it. Michael Pittman, the rookie Josh Downs, Alec Pierce, I'm more worried about Zach Moss going off on us. We got to rein him in, keep him in the 50 to 60 yard range. If we can force Anthony Richardson and his arm to beat us, that'll improve the Rams' chances of winning. Final word on this game, I think Raheem Morris and the Rams D will be ready. They've been playing fairly well. A few breakdowns in the passing game. Yeah, Jamar Chase went off on us. But aside from that, pretty good Three games of work for this Rams pass defense, especially. They got to put a spy on Richardson. They got to frustrate him. They got to seal the edge. Don't let him get outside. Take care of Zach Moss. Finish in the red zone and patch up some of those issues on the offensive line. And I think they'll get most of that done. And the Rams win 24 to 16, getting the ball in the end zone three times forcing three Indianapolis Colts field goals. Rams win going away. 24 to 16. We'll be back in a second with my week four power rankings. And keep an eye out for our crossover episode, Tom Quartz sitting down with a Colts podcaster talking about what these two teams can expect from each other. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. 
Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Time for our week four power rankings, and we have some movement for sure. First of all, we kind of did a flip-flop. Last week, the Saints and Jags moved into the top 10. The Bengals and Lions moved out. This week, I'm flip-flopping them. The Bengals and Lions back into the top 10. Saints and Jags, who both lost, fell out. And in my green room, outside looking in, the Seahawks, the Steelers, and the Commanders, who got blasted by the Bills. That was a surprise to me. So two new teams in the top 10 and a shakeup throughout the rest. And let's get started. And I was really hoping the Rams could creep into the green room, but they let us down. Maybe in a few weeks, they will rise again. And we'll be talking about them as potential entrance into the top 10. We can only hope. My number, ne- my number 10 team, the Cincinnati Bengals, just the one win the two losses, but their defense they played very well against the Rams. And if Joe Burrow can get healthy, stay healthy, this is a dangerous team. Remember, they're the defending AFC North champions. They've been to a Super Bowl and an AFC championship in the last two years, and they've actually improved, in my opinion. So Bengals are my number 10 team. My number nine team, the Detroit Lions at 2-1. and one. Now, the Lions, um, I was starting to question, maybe we were overrating them, and then they handled the Falcons pretty easily, and uh, I like what I, I like what's going on in Detroit. Big game Thursday night at Green Bay, and that will be a big indicator of how this NFC North is going to shake out. Not sure who I'm picking quite yet on that one. My number eight team The Baltimore Ravens fall to two and one. They fall from number four all the way to number eight. A really disappointing performance. Uh, And they, um, I I don't know, you know, I had them as one of my serious uh, Super Bowl contenders, but losing to the Colts like that, not very, not very reassuring for Raven, the Raven faithful, that's for sure. And they travel to Cleveland and that's a big game. Two very good football teams. Another team that fell quite a bit, my number seven team, the Dallas Cowboys at two and one. 
They fall from two all the way to seven. They just, their offense especially, just could not get anything done in the red zone against the Cardinals. Cardinals defense played really well, and they moved the ball on that elite, supposedly elite Cowboy defense. They host the Patriots. I think the Cowboys will get good against the Patriots, get well, and get back in the win column. My number six team, a team I can't quite figure out, the Cleveland Browns, 2-1. and one. They handled the Titans pretty easily after losing Nick Chubb, so give them credit. Uh, they were number eight last week. They pop up two spots and another big game. Uh, as I said, I already mentioned they're playing the Ravens, and this is uh, probably the game of the week. We'll have to see how that shakes out. should be an interesting game. My number five team, the Buffalo Bills, they jump up two spots with a big, easy win over the Commanders. So they're at two and one now. An AFC East showdown, the Dolphins and Bills, is that an attractive game or what? (laughs) That'll be fun to watch. Probably be pretty high scoring, I'm guessing. Now, the Eagles dropped from three to number four, even though they won, even though they're undefeated. Even though they beat the Bucks and the Bucks, I think, are a mirage. They're, you know, in that division, they're going to compete for a playoff spot uh, because that South is so weak. They all lost last week. But the Eagles have not really jumped off the screen and impressed me yet this year. And the three teams above them have. So I actually dropped the Eagles one spot. And I'm not trying to dismiss them at all. They're a very good football team. Um, and I think we're going to hear from them in the playoffs for sure. They'll be there. They're going to win that division. Feel pretty confident about that. And a tough division it is. Jumping up from number five to number three is the Kansas City Chiefs. They improved to two and one. And uh, they basically had a bye playing the Bears at home. And now they play at New York, at the Jets. And the Jets are a team that's scrambling. Not a good time for them to play in the, be playing the Chiefs, but I'll take the Chiefs big time in that one. Uh, Jets defense is good, though. They, they, they may be able to figure, some, figure out a way to slow down this Chiefs offensive machine. And my number two team, the Miami Dolphins, jumping up from number six, uh, 3-0 now. Hey, you know, I was tempted to move them up to number one because that offense, man, I'd like to see them do that two weeks in a row. They struggled a little bit against the Patriots, lit up the Broncos, though. Devin A-Chain, another another piece to that machine there. Man, the Bills-Dolphins, that's going to be fun. The Dolphins uh, are, I think Mike McDaniel is a very, very good coach. A little awkward, a little bit off in a lot of ways, but hey, they are getting it done. And the 49ers remain my number one team. Another 30-point output for the offense, and uh, they really haven't been threatened. I mean, the Rams kind of hung with them late to the third quarter. Rams, interestingly, have given them the biggest fight so far. The Cardinals coming off a win. Cardinals travel to Santa Clara to play the 49ers, and that might be a little closer than you think. Now, when I say a little closer, that doesn't mean a three-point game. Maybe it's going to be an eight- or nine-point game. This Cardinal team, something going on there in Arizona. I think the Cardinals and the Texans, two teams that everybody was writing off, actually both look like they're pretty competitive. 
So I don't know what the point spread is on that yet. I'll talk about that when we get to our game picks. I'm not picking the Cardinals in this one, but if they're getting significant points, I might be tempted to take them. 49ers will get the win, though. That is my week four power rankings, my top 10. A bit of a shakeup. Bengals and Lions back into the top 10. A couple teams dropping like a rock and a couple teams really proving themselves looking like who are the elite teams right now? I, 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 who are the, I mean, I consider everybody to be a Super Bowl contender. Well, for the most part, maybe there's a few teams you can count out, but you know, the elite teams right now are clearly the 49ers, Dolphins, Chiefs, Eagles, maybe the Bills, maybe the Bills, uh, Browns, Cowboys, Ravens, chasing them and then you have the next group the lions bengals saints jags those types of teams that's it out here for now hope you enjoyed that that's gonna do it for this episode Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.